You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, hey, thanks for joining us on the Lynx Podcast. Uh, this season of Lynx Podcast is brought to you by brandonwellness.com. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, go to brandonwellness.com and see a little bit about what's going on in terms of building, uh, investing in the health and wellness of our community. Uh, we're really excited about what's going on this fall. And I uh, want to encourage you just to check it out. Uh, Brand Wellness sponsors this podcast and uh, you can be a part as well. Uh, you can you can give uh, to that and you can be a part of what we're doing to build a community wellness center for our, uh, for our community. And today our guest is the one, the only, Dana Cushing. Dana, thanks for joining us. You're well-known to the community of Brandon, so I don't need to introduce you for the most part, but um, welcome. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me here. We're, uh, I, our guest list is getting more and more prolific, and now that we've had you on, it's <laughs> it's all downhill from Oh, my here. goodness. <laughs> so, Setting me up here. Okay. Yeah, but it's been, I, I've had the privilege of knowing you. My wife and I met you first when we started, uh, I guess, what do we call that? Prenatal? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were our person. And I just, and so I think I'm sure you get this a lot, right? But it's like you were with us for such a unique part of our life mm-hmm. that um, yes. I just appreciate you and the boys are still doing good. Yes. And Thank I had the opportunity to visit with Lincoln the other night. Campbell, I was like, hi. <laughs> Looked up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, he's a, uh, I, I'm now officially the third tallest person in my family. I'm still the heaviest, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. maybe not for much longer, hopefully. Well, Dana, tell us a little bit for those that might, you know, the few people that might not know you, tell us a little bit about your, about who you are, your, your family and, uh, you know, some of the, some of what makes you, you. Yes. Um, well, I am married to Matt. We just celebrated 24 years. Um, August 1st, we have three kids Emily is 21, Ethan is 20 almost, and Ella is 17. So I have, um, Emily's a senior at UNL, and she just got married July 30th to um, another Brandon kiddo, Cedric Barton. Um, Just an amazing day that we all experienced, and um, Ella was the maid of honor. Ella is a senior at Brandon Valley, and Ethan is a sophomore at SDSU. Great. So, yeah. And then we also have three dogs now. We just added number three. We have a 70-pound golden doodle, a seven-pound Maltese, and now we have another golden doodle. And, um, yeah, she is keeping us awake at night, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So have you always been an animal family, or is this a new thing? Yeah, we've always always had dogs. I think we'll always have dogs, and this opportunity came about, and... All of a sudden, we have a third dog. <laughs> we have Leia, Lucy, and Luna, along with Emily, Ethan, and Ella as our children. So I always said, why did people do that? But we did it. So, yep. Nice. Yes. So we have been in Brandon since um, 2002. Uh, originally, we were in Sioux Falls after I graduated from the nursing program at SDSU. Um, Matt and I were in Sioux Falls, but then um, as we were growing our family, we were just looking for a little bit smaller community and 
heard a lot about the school district even way back then. So yeah, we are on our our 20th year here. So it's just an amazing community and um, the friendships and the connections that we have made are, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's you've seen a lot of change. What was the population of Brandon when you moved here in 2000? Gosh, I want to say, it was it quite 5,000, maybe? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, wow. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of growth. Where, where's home for you originally? Like, where'd you grow up? New Alm, Minnesota. Oh, okay. So um, I was listening earlier, and I heard you're a Twins fan. Of course. Yes, yes. So by default, Twins and Vikings fan here as well. Okay. Well, I'm not a Vikings fan. I'm not. I'm so Twins fan as well. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, and I don't have anything against the Vikings. I just have never had a good reason to cheer for them, I guess. So... Um, I grew up in North Dakota, so we, we we have to, of course, be very choosy since we don't have any special teams. So, well, cool. So SDSU, you're yes, a grad, Jackrabbit? Yes. Yep. Okay. Both Matt and I, that's where we met was SDSU. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. 1998 and um, graduated with my bachelor's in nursing. Okay. And I... Um, I just actually left the nursing field in 2020. Okay. Um, in 2014, I got my health coaching certification and just dabbled a little bit in health mm-hmm. and wellness coaching. Um, 2018, I did a nutrition, uh, functional nutrition certification. And just as I've gone along and learned more, um, I was finding that I couldn't serve my patients how I felt they needed to be served. And um, there's just there was an itch for a real long time to go out on my own. And finally, one day I went to Matt and said, I can't do it anymore. Can I put my notice in? And um, of course, I was tearful and nervous. And he just looked at me and he said, okay. I said, okay. So I did it. And of course, this is through many years of conversation of me going out on my own. But um, yes, so I put my notice in in February of 2020. March of 2020, um, I had my middle of March, I had my first day at home as a business owner. Matt came home from work and I had three kids that came home from school. So (laughs) there were five of us at home. But um, yeah, it's been the best decision that I um, that I have made is to go out on my own and really just be able to serve and educate in a way that I feel um, people need to be that I how I need to connect with them. So you were planning on having like your own creative space at home and then yes. all of a sudden everybody just invaded your office. Yes, and I was at the dining room table, so that was my space. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting that's mm-hmm. an interesting timeline mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um well, that's great. I, I think for me and my my wife is involved in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And and of course, it's such a huge part of our our community and our um, culture, really. But in so many cases, and I and I'll, I talked with an unnamed health person, and and they told me that they said in, in our in our in medical industrial complex, so much of the resources are focused at the end of life. So many dollars go into the end stages of life, and very few get pushed up river to promoting wellness and health and keeping people out of. The hospital, right. uh, if you want to use those terms, and so I, I appreciate your, you know, that calling and that desire to help people be well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a shared passion I know for us, but also for many people in our community. So talk a little bit about that. What you've experienced in the so are you are you doing things are you doing things online mm-hmm. locally all of the yes. above? Or yes. Tell us a little bit about what you do. So um, I always had. 
thought I would go in online eventually, but 2020 forced me to go online. And mm-hmm. so I am 100% online. I will do, um, you know, in-person seminars I have done. Um, and I love connecting with people one-on-one when it's available. But for the most part, I do all of my coaching online. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, that's great. Yes. And um I do uh, love connecting with physicians, you know, even though I've left mainstream medicine, it's still, you know, even though it's, yes, they are treating so much at the end of life and so much is disease focused. Um, I'm happy to maintain the relationships that I did create during my Mm -hmm. nursing career um, and educate even the physicians on the importance of prevention and how it doesn't have to be as challenging as some make Mm -hmm. it be. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Yep. What would you say now? And this is, you know, your field. You've been in it. You've studied it. What would you say to someone who's just now becoming aware? Hey, wow, I want to make wellness and health a priority for me. What would be something you would just give as a as an encouragement to them or a piece of, um, you know, a first step? Yes. Well, first of all, just acknowledging um, having that awareness because mm-hmm. so many people just aren't aware that. Um, even just taking a small step, you can start to feel better. And many people don't know that they just don't feel well. And the first thing I always like to encourage is all of us are sleep deprived. You know, a lot of times people think, well, aren't, don't you just do nutrition coaching? But for us to make good nutrition decisions, we have to have a foundation of sleep. That's kind of the first layer. If we're, uh-huh. you know, if we were thinking about building a solid house, we need a foundation and it's sleep. So if I could encourage everybody starting with seven to nine hours of sleep, and we all go through seasons where we aren't going to be able to get seven to nine hours, especially back when I first met you and Dana, you know, it's like sleep deprived. And if we got four hours, it was a good night. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for the most part, um, sleep is so important. So starting with that, Mm -hmm. and then we can start to focus on um, what your nutrition looks like, and then maybe adding in some movement too. Yeah, well. So it, it, let's and focusing kind of in on sleep because that's something we all need. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a common. Wh- what's a tip you have some for somebody that that is not sleeping well? What's usually one of the first roadblocks that you need to remove with your clients if they're not experiencing great sleep? Um, most of my clients are night owls, and they seem to be like that midnight one o'clock bedtime range. And um, you know, we hear a lot about the electronics, right? Putting away our electronics an hour or two before we go to bed. But even if they can't do that, I say, okay, well, let's just try a half an hour. So instead of going to bed at midnight, let's try 1130. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll try 11. And then we just slowly back it up. And all of a sudden, it's like you can wake up and actually have energy and not just drag out of bed with your alarm clock. And when you have more energy, better nutrition choices, and maybe you'll even have energy to start incorporating some movement. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. and see, now we got you on here. because I, So I got to ask this question, just curiosity. Yeah. There are so many things that you see and hear online. We'll just say that. What's your, what do you say about like this whole concept of intermittent mm-hmm. fasting? Mm-hmm. Are you in the intermittent fasting mm-hmm. camp or how do you relate to somebody that goes, well, I'm just not going to eat for 16 hours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mean, how, how do you mm-hmm. approach that? Um and just regarding what's online, there is so much out there, whether it's intermittent fasting, keto, paleo, vegan, there's so many options that you can do to get to a result. 
but I always like to frame it, what's going to work for you? Mm. Intermittent fasting, sure, it's a great tool. Have I done it? Absolutely. I've done a a 16-8 where I don't eat for 16 hours and I condensed my eating window to eight hours. Mm. Um, But it's just a tool. I don't ever feel like it's something that people need to do long term. Mm. But if it works for you and you can get the amount of protein and calories in that you need in that eight-hour window... I, I'd say go for it. Sure. If you feel like you want to do keto or low carb and that works for you and it's sustainable, perfect. Um, more of my clients lately are kind of on that balanced nutrition where it's like, where do the carbs and fats fall? And remember, if we can remember carbs and fat, they're just energy. Protein, that's the building block in the center. So whether you want to be low fat and high carb or high carb, low fat, or whichever way you want to go. Um, Just understanding that it's energy and really prioritizing protein. And if you want to do it in three meals a day or an eight-hour eating window, um, it's. I really like to focus on what works for the individual. There isn't, I don't have a blanket, like everybody must intermittent fast. Sure, Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm always cautious when somebody says they've got the answer. Right. And I've never even met them. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it mm-hmm. makes me a little cautious, but right. well, tell us a little bit about. So now you're your business owner, mm-hmm. um, Brandon. Talk a little bit about Brandon. What what has been? I mean, you've always chose Brandon, mm-hmm. and then you've chosen to stay here. Mm-hmm. Talk about Brandon. What why, what makes Brandon special for your you and your family? Um, I think just the the tight knit community, and I love being able to go anywhere and running into somebody I know, and people are just friendly. It's like you just, um, I feel like we're a very welcoming community mm-hmm. and um, very supportive of my business. Many of my clients are from Brandon, and um, um, I've been involved in uh, a couple of uh, in-person events in Brandon, which I absolutely love, and receiving the support. And I really feel like Brandon is a you know athletic and health-minded community. So Awesome. We're, we're, we've talked a little bit about Brandon Wellness, and uh, uh, Amanda and I are part of this organization, and I know you and I have talked briefly. What do you think a community wellness center in Aspen Park would do for the community of Brandon as it grows and continues to mature? What would that? What do you think from your perspective? What would that mean for our community? I think it would be absolutely amazing. Um, for people to have a place to connect. I feel like that's what we're really missing, especially in the last two years. We've just lost the human connection. And, um, you know, I'm online so I can tell my clients to, yes, you need to go and get your steps or, um, you know, do your workout at home with your bands. But gosh, if we could have a place where people can go and connect and have the same goals, I just invaluable. Yeah. And we have, I mean, in Brandon, and I and I think you know we have three really really good fitness facilities, mm-hmm. really limited only by square footage. Right. I mean, circuit, um, uh, anytime, mm-hmm. and rapid. I mean, great great pieces, mm-hmm. limited by square footage, basically. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, I would love to see uh, a wellness facility. Well, we're. We're we're wanting to do that, and our and our idea is really we want to help each home and each rooftop in the Brandon community, which not just the city of Brandon, but the the district surrounding areas, 
to be able to invest and say, hey, we want to do this. We don't want to involve, um, you know, millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. from a few potential donors that want their name somewhere. We want to make this community center that we're all a part of. So um, I, I'm really excited where we're, where we're headed. We've got some drawings that are coming out and I'll share those with you. And uh, by the time this airs, hopefully we'll have some more public announcements mm-hmm. um, because I, I think the, that poll that you've had towards helping people and facilitating that as a community is something that we have to take initiative Mm-hmm. And and be intentional about that. So right, and I like how you framed um, the community investing in a facility, but then you're also investing in your health, the health of the community, right. and it's just um, I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, well, that's what we're that's what we're trying to be about. Um, well, Dana, thank you for joining us. I, we've talked a little bit now. Now you're let's let's talk about the mom side. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of moms watching this episode. Yes. Uh, this this podcast is about 65 to 70% female audience. So um, what would you, what advice would you give to a mom in the Brandon School District? Now you're you're all, you're kind of getting to that veteran status yes. now. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say have been some things that you found to be helpful being a mom in Brandon? Being a mom in Brandon, um, just staying involved and um, involved with your kiddos um, from the the nutrition side. As you have time, or make it a priority to um, invest in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, teaching them skills with you know whether it's cooking or prepping or chopping. Um, really, it's kind of a lost skill, and mm-hmm. we're so busy, we're so um, activity driven. Our schedules are overfull, and we kind of lose that um, that time in the kitchen. And it's a lifelong skill that we all need to maintain our health. So. Moms, when you have time, work with your kiddos in the kitchen. Give them, give them little jobs to yes, do. Yes, absolutely. Yes, for sure. Yep. And, um, you know, whether it's chopping carrots or stirring the brownie batter, it's, um, it's, being, it's having that time with your child and just um, getting that skill to um, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as, a, as a dad, I think those shared experiences are so powerful, so meaningful later in life, if you can double that up and you're doing something healthy and educational for their life, if you can make memories and teach them something at the same time, what a, what a huge, mm-hmm. you know, plus that is. So, right. Yes. Well, this has been good, Dana. I, I hope, you know, I hope that you obviously, um, is, is there anything else that you feel like is important to hear from you, from your perspective, maybe something we don't, maybe it's something we don't know about you, hmm. Dana. New Ulm, Minnesota. New Ulm, Minnesota. Um, um, I ran the Boston Marathon in 2013 during the bombing. That mm. was um, that was quite an experience. I still carry a little bit of that with me. Um, mm. It just was. Um, it was very powerful. Um, but I no longer run. I've torn both of my hip labrums and a hamstring tendon, so I just like to walk and lift weights now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I used to be a lifeguard in New Ulm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lifeguard, yeah. yeah. So tell, now tell me about that. Where were you in terms in the race when that bombing happened? I mean, were you close? Um, I was with my friend Sarah Astall from Brandon, yeah. and we were. I was 19 minutes before the bomb happened. And so we were in our corrals and thank goodness our, she was A and I was C kind of waiting to be, you know, when you finish the race, you go to your last name. 
uh-huh. corral. And so I was very close to her and yeah. So you had finished? Right. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And my friend sent me a text of um, a picture of CNN wondering, she's like, oh my gosh, where are you? Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, distant, you I mean, you say you carry a piece of it. Um, I carry a piece of, um, it was a traumatic experience just yeah. hearing that that noise. So yeah. anytime I hear a dumpster close like an empty dumpster, that's what that bomb sounded like. Oh, my mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. And just the um, the casualties that happened that day. I mean, it was such a wonderful event up until mm-hmm. that point. The people of Boston were amazing. It was just such an incredible experience. And then it just... Yeah. Was that your first marathon experience? Uh, my third. Your third third, third okay. and last. Third and last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So. I, I uh, you know, and, and we 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 talk about this a lot in, when it comes to, you know, spiritual health, mm-hmm. but the process of, of dealing through, you know, grief, loss, mm-hmm. and how significant that is to our, you know, our emotional and our spiritual health. Um, Absolutely. Um, that That is... I knew, I, I think I knew that Sarah had had been there. I'd mm-hmm. seen that, but I didn't realize that you had you had been there as well. Yep, so. yep I was with her. And um, regarding the grief and loss, you know, that's another thing. Um, what I deal with with my clients as they're transitioning into a new lifestyle, a healthier mm-hmm. lifestyle, you almost have to grieve the loss of the lifestyle that you have. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you do that? You know whether it's spiritually or however they choose to navigate that, it, it's mm-hmm. challenging mm-hmm. to take on a new a new lifestyle mm-hmm. and just being aware that that happens. Wow. Yeah, that's, you know, emotional awareness, emotional intelligence is such a huge part of, of, of wellness and, mm-hmm. um, you know, dealing with those, those after effects. Well, mm-hmm. I don't wow. think many people realize the emotional aspect and so that's why I always encourage um, connecting, whether it's with a pastor or a counselor, because so many, much of our food choices mm-hmm. are because of emotional baggage, or we eat because we're emotional, whether we're right. happy and celebrating something we eat, or we're sad or we're bored. Um, it's you know ninety five percent emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've I've noticed that. I, I think you know in my own you know journey of health. And, mm-hmm. You know, we became very accustomed to exercise, working, lifting weights, competing, but just having a vacuum in terms of education about nutrition. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's for me, food is a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. It, it's what do we do. It's what I do when I'm happy. It's what I do when I'm sad. It's what I do when I'm with friends. It's what I do when I'm alone. It's what I do. You know, I mean, it's just part of my psyche, and then it becomes like I said, and I, you know, have dealt with it, you know, my whole life. It, you know, food becomes a friend instead of fuel, mm-hmm. and breaking that attachment. I mean, for all of us, is so important because it, you know, when you're tired, to your point. I mean, I've thought for years. I mean, well, I'm tired. Well, so that means I need a bowl of cereal. Like, I mean, sure. you associate right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, habits yep. and stuff. So I, you're doing, you're doing good things, Dana. I appreciate you. You're, you're, you're challenging me here now. This is good. Maybe I you're li- challenging like, somebody that's watching. Too. I like to challenge you, John. That's good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
I, uh, see now, now the, uh, this is getting uncomfortable now. I am drinking water. Now I need to make some better choices. No need to be uncomfortable, John. It's just so, it is so common. Um, mm. And that that's that's where everything starts is understanding why we eat, what we eat. And um, it's learning and growing from there. And I always like to frame everything, you know, even if you're on a journey and it's like, oh, I, I, I failed today. And mm. On a nutrition journey, when I'm walking alongside you, I always encourage you that it, to understand it's not a failure. You just learned. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. well, maybe because I was tired, I didn't necessarily need that bowl of cereal. It wasn't a failure, right? You mm -hmm. just learned like, eh, maybe I can just go to bed next time. Mm -hmm. And giving, uh -huh. giving more grace mm -hmm. and um, self-love because when we're hard on ourselves, that kind of just perpetuates that guilty feeling and we get the, get the I don't care attitude. And mm. how do we get rid of that, the black and white thinking and leading to that, I don't care or I'm strict and, you know, sure. all in. Mm -hmm. So it's coming to that middle and finding some gray space with your nutrition and lifestyle. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there you, there you go. Like we're now I'm, I feel like we're all better now. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> in a sense, I, I just, I just learned something, you know, and I think hopefully that can be, you know, continue for others that are listening. And, and if you are listening today and, and that's something that's important to you, I want to encourage you to, uh, to like this, uh, episode and like this season, share, um, the links podcast, uh, go to brandonwellness.com. You can be a part of supporting that. Uh, we're going to have links, uh, to Dana. What is the, do you have a, a website or how do we yes. get in contact mm -hmm. with you? DanaCushingHealth.com Dana is my Health. website. Mm-hmm. Yep, Instagram is Dana.Cushing.Health. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice job on the creative focus. Yes. Like that's Yes, I am working on rebranding as I've just brought in a new coach. So going okay. over to it's called going to be called My Healthy Body. Um okay. and but for right now, just DanaCushinghealth.com. DanaCushinghealth.com. We'll have those links. Uh go and check that out and uh and share. I mean, have some grace, share some some learning. Uh I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling healthier already. Awesome. That's <laughs> so, what I want. <laughs> um, awesome. So uh, thank you for, for tuning in. Go ahead and share this episode. And thank you, Dana, for, for being with us today. Thank you, John, for having me. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks!